Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, Mary. Hi, Jillian. Oh, you know what? What? I'm still thinking about our last conversation. Why is that? What's what's well, going on? I think because we gave people a glimpse, our readers, uh, li- readers, listeners, a glimpse into what and what happens between us yeah. that very few people except you and I see. I know. I know. I'm saying it. Okay. I got to be honest again, that's showing up brave, is that I have had to kind of push out the negative naysayers in my head. Good. Push them out. I'm pushing them out. Push them to the curb, man. I am. I'm kicking them to the curb. Good. They're, they're kicked. They're kicked. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just, I'm, I'm still thinking about it. When I still think about things, I know it landed very deeply in me. Good. So listeners, I hope something landed really deeply in you too. I hope so too. So tell us um, a little bit about where we're going today in yes. season two, episode two. Remember, listeners, we're taking you on an intentional journey this year where we're doing the what, the so what, and the now what. Uh, we're moving you towards, we're, we're basically taking you on a therapeutic and life coaching journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're going to culminate at the end of the season in something a little bit really meaty for you. Uh, we're giving you lots of tools in your toolkit this year. Um, so tell us where we're going today. Well, I think before people can um, really kind of navigate where they're going in their life, given our tools, is they kind of have to know themselves and not just know yeah. themselves, but actually like themselves and actually appreciate that that's the way God has wired them. Uh, and, you know, it's, I'm I'm so amazed. And I have to be honest, I have had the same challenges too. When I ask people, tell me about yourself or, um, you know, what what's your personality like? The number of times I hear people kind of go, well, I don't know. Because I think, uh, especially as women, we're, we've been so used to living out our lives according to other people's expectations mm-hmm, yeah. and the feedback we get. Because, you know, we are able to read the room and we're pretty sensitive to it. And we all want to be, I think uh, people want to be liked and accepted. So we kind of shape shift ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I think if this episode can help women um, start to... Uh, embrace who they really are as God has wired them and and recognize it's a journey of discovering that and it's good. It's yes. going to be such a beautiful journey. Yes. Yeah. So th- that's, um, you know, as we've said um, when we kicked off this season is that we are going to be reflecting on Jen Hetmaker's book, uh, Fierce, What's that? Fierce. Fierce, free, and free full, of and full of fire. Triple F's. Tri- triple F's. <laughs> um, and so it's um, uh, some quotes I want to kind of set the stage with for this episode is uh, something that she writes in chapter two. There is nothing more life-giving than an environment that matches your volume. Ooh. Ooh. It's hard to put a price on being seen and valued as you are when you don't have to ratchet down or falsely inflate, but are welcomed with your contents exactly intact. That's when we thrive. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. I, you know, I'm... I've read that. I've read it a few times. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole idea of this being in a life-giving environment 
is key to yeah. who we really are inside. Mm-hmm. When we can really be authentic with ourselves in front of others. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Um, I would add to that, that the life-giving environment actually stems a lot from within the woman or the person themselves. True. we don't have control over a lot of our environments. Uh, we don't have control over other people's actions. And it's kind of going back a bit more internally focused. And so to her quote, which I think speaks to this, she says, it is upon you to insist on your space, even when it's discouraged or belittled. And here you may need some courage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, um, is that landing on you, listeners? Yeah. You know, because it is on us to insist on our space. And wow, I'm just even thinking, what does that even look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like the way she's framed it. And I would say in my experience um, working with clients and also for myself, is it's such an empowering statement to make. Uh, know yourself mm-hmm. and live fully to your full edges of your yes. space, your full self. And you have you have control over that. You have yeah, you say do. over that. It's not dependent on how other people react to you. It's much more about you. Yeah, it's this self-perspective that sort of drives that. I, I really think, too, that... Um, you know, one of the books that probably has been meaningful for a lot of our listener is Henry Cloud's Boundaries book, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's a way to insist on your space mm-hmm. when you know where your boundary lines are. Yes. You know, he talks about property lines. Yes. Like, what's your property line? Mm-hmm. And so if you know what your property line is, mm-hmm. you know what space you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good place to even begin if you're not even sure what that means. Yeah. So Check some of that out. Like know yourself, know your space, yep. but also fight for your space. Yeah. So again, another quote, and this will, I think, be the last of my quoting for this episode. You choose to wither on command or not. Mm. Ooh. Regardless of how fierce the opposition, it is your decision to own your space or concede it. Never does this require hysterics or rudeness, which typically weaken your position, even as those exact tactics are used against you because hashtag double standard. Wow. Rather, it requires sturdy confidence. I take up the right amount of space here. The end. Wow. Yeah. So this choosing to wither on command or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it's again, it's the choice. It's a very empowering statement. You know, I just, I'm getting a visual in my mind um, of some of the, the protesters over the summer, mm-hmm. you know, in the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and the protests where you saw, you know, petite people mm-hmm. just sort of owning the space, not withering by the force of what was going on in front of them, yeah. but just holding their ground. That's yeah. kind of a very yep. visual image and not f- like not forcefully, mm-hmm. but just standing. Yeah. In their space. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a physical manifestation of an internal uh, confidence yeah. in your space and your yeah. right to your space. So she talks about these three kind of personality types, right? In mm-hmm. um, what space do you occupy? And she talks in her language, she talks about three types of women. Mm-hmm. And we're specifically talking about women here, but man, you get this. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about mega, mm-hmm. mezzo, mm-hmm. and modest. Yes. All right. So I'm going to unpack the description. So mm-hmm. listeners, think about which one of these you are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we go a little bit onesie twosie, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So mega. Think a megaphone. Mm-hmm. Okay, think big. Um, megas were designed for big spaces. They have big personalities. Um, they often have big voices and big capacity. You know I'm smiling at you, right? <laughs> As my mega friend. <laughs> so, um, you know, are you a mega? Yeah. Um, mezzo. These are the bridge builders, the peacemakers, the compromise builders. They are other-centered, mm. right? Um, I worked with a mezzo, and she had all the players in the team all figured out and kept everybody in check. <laughs> uh, without her, some of the megas would have imploded on themselves, right? right? right. Um, and the modests would have been eaten up. Mm. So... Mezzo, you know, you women, you know, I'm looking at you, right? <laughs> they're bridge builders, they're peacemakers, they're compromise builders, but you go from mezzo to mega all the I time. I do, I do. Um, so are you, they're in the middle, but doesn't mean that they're in the middle. Right. Okay? Right. And then there's the modest. Mm. Uh, these are the people that thrive in a quiet kind of private life. Uh, they're usually behind the scenes. They're very supportive mm. um, and very influential. Right. So um, I know that I've probably got a modest in my family and you've got a modest in your family. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know the influence they have. I know. Right? Yeah. Um, and they're not in a roar sense, but they're in a roar supportive sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So listeners, where do you fall on the spectrum? Mm-hmm. You know, are you mostly mega? Mm-hmm. Are you mostly mezzo? Mm-hmm. And are you mostly modest? And right. please let... Me be very clear about this. Uh, none of these is more important than the other. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, and so each of these have to own their space mm-hmm. and take up the right amount of space. Because right. you all have, we all have a right amount of space. Right. So what container do you fill? Jen talks about this in her book. So the mega... You know, when you try and put a mega in a smaller container, they start to spill out all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it gets pretty messy. It gets very messy. Yeah. And if you ask a modest Mm -hmm. to move to a mega space, you put them in too big a container, it exhausts them. Right. They just... They They constantly feel like they have to perform. And they don't want to do that. Yeah. So think of the container that you need to take up. And think about when you feel most alive. Yeah. And most... Yourself, And you may not be able to answer these questions right off the bat, and that's okay, because this is a journey to discovering it. Just start to pay attention to those moments when you feel fully alive, and what are you doing? Yeah. Is it in the quiet moments? Is it in the big moments? Is it a combination of the two? And th- this is just Jen Hatmaker's uh, way of helping people see. I mean, it's it's a very broad context. I mean, that's part of the reason why we love the Enneagram. Yeah, so deep. Is It's so deep. And it's just a way to kind of come to acceptance and to actually love how God has wired you. Um, and to stop trying to be somebody else. I mean, I know for myself personally, uh, growing up, uh, my mom was probably a mega, um, and she used to tell me about all the things that she did. She was a pretty powerful leader. Mm -hmm. And I felt like um, part of what ended up leading to burnout for me was trying to live in her shoes. Wow. And, uh, and, and when I started off in the, the corporate world, I was like trying to be all mega. And I think I had in my mind that that's what a confident 
woman is, right. as opposed to really owning my space, which I've come to realize is, like you said, a mezzo. And I have our, my mega moments, but it still comes out of my mezzoness, if I can say <laughs> that, as opposed to somebody else who's right. truly mega. And I think I've come to really like the way God has wired me as I've stopped trying to fill other people's space. And I think the feelings of insecurity, inadequacy, the comparison game has made me kind of try to shape shift into other people. Yeah. And it's not it's not been good. No. So I think it's like finding the right clothing for your body, yeah. you know, like the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like these terms because they, they're fun terms. I mean, yeah. anyone that's done Myers-Briggs or Strength Finder or the Enneagram, we, everybody has terms for everything. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun to have some fresh terms. Mm-hmm. And I do think, like, as I think about my friends, I know who the mezzos are, I know who the modests are, and I know who the megas are. Mm-hmm. And believe me, every single one of them is beyond gifted right to take up their space right and i think of it almost like in party terms mm-hmm. you know who's the entertainer in the room mm. who's the person that's connecting people to each other mm-hmm. to make them mm-hmm. feel that they're not alone mm-hmm. that they're not ignored mm-hmm. and then who's the one that's behind the scenes making sure that you know everybody's got their drinks filled their plate full and they're leaving happy and that's a modest person is the one who notices the person that's ill-fitting in the room and comes up beside them right right I love and engages a, them for the entire night that's right I love how you've uh, reflected on your observations of your friends um, because I think uh, you are intuitively can sense when people are living out of their true selves and so I think for people listeners who may struggle in figuring out what whether you're mega, mezzo, or modest, is to go to those trusted friends in your life. You just took my whole application. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's I'm okay. going to zip my mouth right now. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. All right. Um, yeah, so this owning your space is a really great concept. Yeah. And I think it brings a lot of freedom, but it also brings a lot of opportunities, too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. What... You know, I think to me, to myself, uh, there are people I have known who are modest, and I think we often put the modest in a very small box. Yeah, that makes me sad because the world is missing too. out on the the gift that they are. Right, and I think they themselves put themselves in a very small box. Right. So here's a bit of a a gift for all of us. If you have, and everybody knows a modest in their life, Mm -hmm. everyone does, right? Mm -hmm. We all know all these people in our life. But if you have a modest in your life, and I'm thinking of specifically on on teams, Mm -hmm. business teams or church teams, Mm -hmm. they're probably not going to voice their opinion at the big meeting, Mm. but you should take ownership of asking them their opinion privately or in a side conversation. Hey, you know, modest... I know that you're thinking about this. Tell me your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Because they're probably in a room full of megas yeah. who are taking over the or whole dominating. conversation. That's right. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, let's call each other into our, our space too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Let's let's live into our own space, but let's also call each other into the, uh, their space, our, everyone else's space. I love that. That's so important. Um, I want to kind of reflect back on what I was talking about 
with the empowerment yes, of knowing yourself. Yeah, and, and this is going to be the psychological principle yeah. that I want the listeners to take away. Um, there's something, a term called internal locus of control versus external locus of control. And that's just big fancy words for, uh, an external locus of control is when you look to your exterior, to the environment, to people around you, to figure out where you're going to go, uh, to make decisions, to how you f- even feel about yourself. So the challenge with an external locus of control is that you're up and down based on situation and you're powerless essentially. And, um, and, and then, of course, on top of that, the, the, the even further negative of that is that you can then blame others in the situation. And there's just no growth that comes with that. Yeah, you can very easily go into victim That's world. right. That's yeah. right. And um, the studies have shown that an external locus of control is highly linked to struggles with depression and anxiety. Now... The reverse is not necessarily true that those of you who suffer with, with depression and anxiety are all external locus of control. So I don't want you to go down that road. Right. But it is definitely linked to um, just feeling poorly about yourself and feeling out of control and powerless, which are not good feelings whatsoever. An internal locus of control, on the other hand, is where you own your space, you uh, focus internally and how you actually feel about things and what you actually think. What's your actual opinion about this? And you stay true to that Mm -hmm. and you are anchored in that uh, and who you are, what your opinions are, how you actually feel about a situation. And part of owning your space is not just to turn internally and do that self-reflection, but to express that into the world because who you are is a gift to the world. And if you can accept that, that internal locus of control doesn't make you selfish or self-absorbed. It makes you self-aware and it makes you be brave when you start to show that to the world. Yeah. And it's a very, very important part of your mental health, um, but also just being living out the fullness of who you are. So from a practical standpoint, um, I want listeners to reflect on um, the last um, couple weeks of their life and just reflect on their thought life. How much of it was externally focused versus internally focused? When you were having um, difficult moments, how much of it were you focused on worrying about what other people think, trying to appease people, mm-hmm. um, trying to solve other people's problems? And how much was it the opposite where you were able to slow down and reflect on how you actually feel and how you actually think about a situation? Right. And start with that. Uh, the, the showing up brave and speaking out is maybe the next step, but at least be aware enough about what, what's happening inside of yourself. Well, and this goes back to our previous conversation, right? Mm-hmm. About doing the truth telling to yourself first. That's right. That's right? right. So when you do this exercise that you're asking people to do, you're asking them to face the truth of the matter. Yeah. Did I actually have some locus of control yeah. over this thing? Yeah. Or was it externally yeah. driven? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're in a time frame, um, you know, we're in September now, and lots of uh, parents have had to make decisions about school and all kinds of stuff, and it's a crazy time. Mm-hmm. And this could be a time that's fraught with a lot of worry, yes, a lot of anxiety. Um, so A lot of external locus. A lot of external, yeah. right? But... What can you actually control? Right. And, you know, teaching your children this, what they can control too. That's right. Will be very empowering for them. Yeah. I, that That is such a huge key for parents who are listening. 
resilience for your kids is teaching them that they do have power to um, uh, shape what happens around them, not by controlling others, but but controlling their own response, their own anxiety, their own uh, way of managing their emotions and the way of responding to others with kindness and respect and all of those pieces. That is such an important skill to teach our kids. Yeah. And for teachers returning to the classroom. Yeah. You know, you have all these restrictions on you right now, mm-hmm. but you do have an internal locus of control too. Yeah. That you can show up. That's right. With who you are. That's right. And own the space that you have. Yeah. Right? And be able to have a very positive effect on the students and the parents. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's so cool. Yeah. Is research shows that people who have an internal locus of control are are generally more confident and and, um, successful in their lives. But even more importantly, they actually have a very significant impact on those around them. Yeah. So when I can be uh, confident, when I can be settled, when I can be confident, when I can be truth-telling, I actually am able to effectively impact those around me in a much better way than if I'm externally focused and trying to control others and and tell them what to do and, and manage, you know, the environment around me. Can I read you this? Sure. This came across my Facebook feed yesterday, and I've sent it to like dozens of people, okay, because I just love it. Yeah. So this is from Andy Stanley, who's one of my favorite communicators, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So this is a quote. Sometimes I just want to stop. Mm. The COVID, the looting, the brutality, I lose my way. I become convinced this new normal is real life. External locus of control, right? Then I meet an 87-year-old who talks of living through polio, diphtheria, Vietnam protests, and yet is still enchanted with life. Mm. Don't you want to be 87 and enchanted with life? I love that. Enchanted with life. He seemed surprised when I said that 2020 must be especially challenging for him. Mm -hmm. No, he said slowly, looking me straight in the eyes. Quote, I learned a long time ago not to see the world through the printed headlines. Mm. I see the world through people that surround me. Mm. I see the world with the realization that we love big. Therefore, I just choose to write my own headlines. Ah. Here's a headline. Husband loves wife today. Family drops everything to come to grandma's bedside. He patted my hand. Old man makes new friend. (laughs) His words collide with my worries freeing them from the tether I've been holding tight. Oh, that's so good. They float away. I am left with a renewed spirit and a new way to write my own headlines. Mm-hmm. That is like it summed that is up. It. I love it. it. You know, it's it's making me think about my new mantra for my life um, is... Uh, and, and I was having a conversation, you know, on the motorcycle. Yeah. I'm trying very hard not to fall off because... So I can't fall asleep. No. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not driving. So I, I'm having lots of time to think. And one of the conversations I had with Jesus was the fact that I don't really feel um, like I'm doing much with my life. And he said to me, uh, uh, continue to be faithful with every uh, person that comes across your path oh. with the things I ask you to do in the day-to-day life. And so it's kind of like, whoo moment for me is kind of what you were quoting with Andy Stanley is I'm realizing I really don't have control over a lot of things, but faithfulness for me is showing up full out me, living life with integrity to the best that I can and leaving the outcome in God's hands. Like I I can't control 
the the situation. I can't even c- control for sure that I'm going to reach my goals. Preach to the eight in the room, That's my friend. Right. <laughs> so like a life well lived is not measured so much by the outcome or how big of a thing that I do. It's not even about the goals that I accomplish because I don't have control over it. I think, like I said, it's living out of my true self unapologetically with an integrity and faith and just being faithful in the everyday, in the small, what I would consider small. But So know. if I were to, I'm going to go first, so I'll give you a moment to think. Yeah. If you had a headline, Whoa. so far this morning, okay? Yeah. So far just this morning, what would your headline be? I'll give you mine. <laughs> My goodness, you're really putting me on the spot here. I know, I am. Yeah. My headline is, my dog had a solid poop this morning. (laughs) My Freddie has had some tummy troubles over the last couple of weeks, and he's had relapses. And so it's a win if he has a solid poop in the morning, because it means that what I'm doing with his diet and everything is working again. So it was a big win this morning. Yeah. What's my headline for today? (laughs) Um, so far. <laughs> oh my goodness. So far. Um, okay. I'll give you a chance. I'm going to go into my life application while you think about that. Okay. Which means I'm not going to be listening to you while I'm thinking. Okay. No, it's okay. Yeah. Cause you already told it anyway. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, this is what we want you to do. Um, you probably have an inkling or a strong sense, whether you're a mega, a mezzo or a modest. Um, but I want you to reach out to one or two trusted friends and give them these descriptions again. Remember, the mega is like the megaphone, the big. The mezzo is the bridge builder, the peacemaker. And the modest is the person that's behind the scenes, supportive, very influential. Mm. Ask your friends where they, what container you fill, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And be conscious of where you're dialing up or dialing down to fit into somebody else's container. Mm-hmm. So just reach out to a friend. It's a good conversation starter because you're going to say to them, you know, I think you're mega or I think you're modest. I'm, I love you for that. So that's your application for this week is name who you are. That's right. Name what space you occupy. Yeah. And what we want you to do, mm. we have a hashtag challenge. Yes. Our very first hashtag challenge. That's right. On our Instagram page. Um, is the hashtag is hashtag altogether own your FLL space. Again, hashtag own your FLL space, all lowercase. Let us know what your space is and how you're living it out. Yes. Oh, so like post pictures either of yourself living out your space to the edges or pictures that represent what you're doing. Uh, and it doesn't have to be something big. No. Like, honestly, it doesn't have to be something big. So we will be participating yeah. in the challenge. Yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Yeah. So, yeah. What's your okay. headline? I, okay. <laughs> Woman admires friends' funky glasses. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hey. Well, I was honestly admiring. I had to take a picture of Jillian with her funky glasses. So I'm going to actually post it on our page because... Okay, they're ridiculously huge. Yeah. They're Oprah approved. They're by Peepers. And I got them at Sheridan Nurseries of all places in Whitby. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> that's my, that's my uh, headline for okay. today. Okay. Thanks for listening in. Great conversation yeah. today. See you next time. That's right. And live that mega, mezzo, modest life of yours. Live it to the edges, people. Yes. (laughs) Amen. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. 
Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.